I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's good, people? And welcome to the Everyday Hustle. The show that explores the five most important days that have changed the lives of the world's best young creators, entrepreneurs, and inventors. With new guests on the show each week, they'll be telling us their incredible stories and their everyday hustle. If you're on a journey, need some inspiration, or just want to hear from some of the best young minds around, then subscribe wherever you are listening to this. Follow us on our socials at Everyday Hustle Show on Instagram and ED Hustle Show on Twitter. This is the Everyday Hustle. My guest on today's show is a prime example of what it's like to start from the bottom of business and not only succeed, but make a statement with it too. He's a guy with a heart of gold. I've got so much time for him and his incredible journey. Talking his hustle today, welcome the founder of successful clothing company, Muscle Fit Basics, Ahmed Mohammed. How are you doing, my brother? I'm doing very well. Yeah, okay. very happy to be here. Thank you so much for coming down, man. That's no, my pleasure. Really, anything, anything for you, Tyler. Because it's like, no, because it sounds weird. They're like, uh, I was a good friend of mine, and we were speaking recently, and literally when we when we caught up the other day, and we were saying like, imagine like one day ever having a podcast, and now this is it. This is reality. The everyday hustle it's, is it's, here, man. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's you know thinking things into existence. It's what I'm all about, and you know I'm so proud of you, Tyler. You've done such a good job. So how we met was an interesting story, right? Right, very, very interesting. So uh, Ahmed was actually one of the, when I first ever like ventured into YouTube, Ahmed was the first clothing company to ever reach out to me ever like and I was like oh my god mum will get free clothes I was like that's it don't worry about me mum I made it <laughs> literally um, but that was it wasn't it yeah that, that was, was it was it was a it was a really um, actually a nervous um, point in uh, in the Muscle Basics journey because I wanted to get into um, social media influencing and mm-hmm. I wanted to get into um, get into the YouTube um, understanding and I watched some of Tyler's videos and Without even thinking about it, I sent him an email. I just wanted to see what he what he thought about the idea of um, Muscle Basics and if he wanted to be a part of the the journey of of, of the business. And he didn't even hesitate. Um, he sent me an email back. He was so interested, and um, I sent him some some free merch. That was it, man. And uh, yeah, and there. and he uh, put up a really really good video, and I was I was so impressed with it. And at the time, he didn't know that it was just me in my bedroom printing t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> he thought he was thinking at the time that oh, um, the reality. he was thinking at the time that it was a huge company yeah. uh, with a thousand employees. Yeah. My success uh, is a mixture of things. I think um, it's a spiritual success. It's uh, overcoming of of poverty um, success. It's also uh, a bringing uh, something from nothing success. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, it's a host of things, but I think the biggest success um, 
is seeing the company grow from 10 sales a month to to doing um, 100 to to 500 sales a month mm-hmm. um, and and yielding a six-figure um, uh, income for myself Amazing, and, and being able to support my family because we come from very humble beginnings and yeah. um, being able to support especially my mum yeah. um, is the biggest um, success I saw a a quote on your Instagram not so long ago and it said um, don't get upset about the results you didn't get from the work you didn't do 100% powerful 100% very very powerful so when I read that I was like oh god yeah oh, man, that's it <laughs> um, so talk to me like, what does the word hustle mean to you? hustle hustle and grind is so important I think I think you can have um, a whole lot of talent mm. um, but if you haven't got the hustle and grind to to support that talent you ain't gonna get anywhere can't implement it you can't no No. way Um, but if you've got um, very limited talent that's Mm -hmm. what I like to think as myself I like to think as myself as someone who hadn't who wasn't given a lot from from the get Um, I didn't know a lot about business Mm -hmm. I I knew nothing about business actually and um I grinded until my fingers were bleeding um, and put myself in a position where I could um, run a company um, and let it be successful. Hustle hustle is so important. I, I can't, anyone who asks me anything about business, I always say, um, you know, there's 24 hours in a day. Everyone's got 24 hours in a day. And the person who's hustling and grinding mm-hmm. the most mm-hmm. is going to be the winner at the end of the day. That's it. My name is Ahmed Mohammed, and this is my everyday hustle. So my day one is the 3rd of September 2005. It pays a lot of significance because that was the day that my my mum lost her her very secure job at a hair salon. She Mm -hmm. was was a hairdresser um, from from 12, 13 years old. Mm -hmm. And when we moved to Milton Keynes when I was four, that was the first um, job she, she, she got. And at the time, that was the bread and butter. And she was also working two other jobs on the side. Um, one of them was a, was a cleaning job to be able to give myself and her other children mm-hmm. um, the luxuries, the little luxuries like sweets, um, you know, maybe a PlayStation game at the end of a month. Yeah. Um, those kind of things. Woman. Beautiful woman. You should meet her sometime. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's an inspiration. Definitely. She's my hero. Um, and yeah, that day was was especially hard because I I, I see I could see from um, from being you know very young that the stress was beginning to build, and I never see my mum in a vulnerable situation. She always mm-hmm. she always steered the ship in, in in a positive way, and I could see that this this was was extremely hard for her. Yeah, um, I remember actually when we first moved um, to Milton Keynes when I was four, um, and we had nothing in the house yeah. um, and we had nowhere to put our clothes mm-hmm. and my mum she's she's the real hustler she's the OG she went to Tesco yeah. and she asked the people who worked in Tesco if she could have some bread baskets yeah. and she came home with I think four or five bread baskets yeah. and that they were our wardrobes wow. from the get and I remember she got some pallets, yeah. and that's that's what our dinner table was. Wow. She put, um, she put uh, um, cloth over it, so no one knew that they were pallets. But we had th- those th- those pallets were basically our, our, our breakfast, lunch, dinner, 
table for a good couple of years. Wow. But that's, that's the thing is she never complained. She, we never felt like we were less off than anybody else. Family-wise, mm. uh, do you have brothers and sisters? Um, yeah, so I have, I have one older brother and I have two old, older sisters. My, but, so I'm the youngest in, mm-hmm. in the family. Um, and I think that's what's allowed me to succeed in business, oddly enough, is because I could see things from a young age and had to mature a lot quicker than... <laughs> than my than my siblings completely um, seeing them go through the struggles there's a lot of um mental illness in in my family um i have two sisters one of which um has bipolar schizophrenia mm-hmm. and um she she's doing well now but there have been very dark times yeah. um and it did get to a point a couple of years ago where me and my mom had to, had to um uh get custody of of my niece okay so i'm legal guardian of my niece so she's mm-hmm. like my daughter yeah and my mom is basically like her mom and uh my sister she's doing she's doing well mm-hmm. but bipolar schizophrenia is a very very difficult thing to deal with it's there's different types of 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 the disorder and my sister has a very aggressive um type and yeah. um she's getting a lot of help now and she's doing a lot better than she was say two years ago she's yeah. she's she's easing herself into society and she's um you know, alhamdulillah, she's doing she's doing very well. But hey, credits to yourself and and your family for sticking by. Of course, no. And the, is I think I think the thing is it's it's odd you say that because they're they're you know when you're younger, you know when you're seeing these things, you just, you just think I just want to get away. You just want to you just want to leave, and you're just like it's too much to deal with. Uh-huh. Um, it's too you know this is giving me too much stress. And then you know depending on your spiritual background or depending on how close-knit you are with your family i could never do that to my mom it's them experiences right them yeah. experiences that make us and, and sort of change the way that we then look back and see that situation 100 percent, 100 percent. it's like you know how much of a coward you have to be to especially you know leave mm-hmm. leave your mom or or leave your family in a mess mm-hmm. if you can have a positive impact on yeah. that situation and um you know you have to have a lot of patience with these mm. with these things it's not easy um you you have to deal with these things with love i've tried yeah. i've tried you know there's been times in in the past where i've um lashed out um and i've i've tried to be aggressive with with these matters but i've i found that in terms of like mental health you have to be a lot more loving you have to be a lot more caring accepting to, yeah accepting accepting of who they are so was you always business minded from young I can remember my first my first taste of business was um, in in the playground. Okay, um, talk, talk I think year, <laughs> year five, year six. Um, I used to collect Pokemon cards, and I had, a, I had a PlayStation Two. I think everyone did at the time. Standard. Yeah, yeah. I had a shiny Charizard. I was very yeah. proud of. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but um, I knew that um, I, I you know I wasn't gonna be able to go out and buy PlayStation Two games with like forty pounds. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of money at the time and yeah, I knew one that. game you complete it, you need to do it again five times before you can say you completed it exactly right? yeah. yeah one of them ones yeah. Yeah. rinse the game out yeah. and then you can move on to the next one <laughs> um, I remember that um, I can just remember that seeing my mum struggling financially and, and knowing that she wasn't going to be able to um, buy me these these games that I wanted so I knew that I had to figure out some kind of way to, to get money to buy these games mm-hmm. and so I had a good set of Pokemon cards and I used to take them into the playground and I used to trade them for PlayStation games. Yeah. And once I rinsed the PlayStation games, I used to send them to my cousins and make a little bit of profit. So I had a little bit of extra spending money on the side. Oh, this is so and, cool um, and yeah, I used to save that. I used to save as much money as I could. And yeah. then I used to treat myself to things like, um, I remember I bought myself 
a pair of um, Sean Carter um, um, trainers That's with some straps. Yeah, oh my yeah, gosh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were the sick. I wouldn't take them off. I, yeah. I, I wore them everywhere. I remember the, the last time I wore them, I went to um, I think it was Orton Towers. I went on the the, the flute shoot thing goes into the water yeah. and I was wearing my trainers yeah. and they got soaked yeah. and they just stunk so I didn't want to throw them away but I came home one day and my mum was like I had to throw them out because they were like stinking but yeah that, that was that was my first introduction to like the hustle and grind of, of business and, and, and you know understanding that you know you flip things and you, make, yeah. you can make a profit so my day two is the 15th of June 2009 so you already had your intro into the world of business from early on in the playground. Yeah. Uh, flipping, you know, Pokemon cards, right? Yes, yes. So, come on, still on that journey there, where did it go from Pokemon cards? Where did you upgrade, so, basically? So what happened was, um, I've always I've always worked. From, from 15, I think my first job was working for a taxi company. Mm-hmm. And then I worked um, doing um, graphics for a point-of-sale display unit company. And then when I was 17, I worked for Love Film, which was a rental company. I don't think yeah. they exist anymore, but they, they sold, they rented like games and movies and things like that um, just to try and make ends meet and buy things. Like I said earlier, like shoes and trainers and, and fancy things like that. Um, and also to help my mum financially, if she ever needed money, I could support her in that way. Mm-hmm. I just knew from a young age that I needed to be working, I needed to make, make my own money, yeah, legit, um, yeah. because I wasn't going to get any money from anywhere else. No. Um, and then in 2009, yeah, June, um, I thought, why don't I just start an eBay business? Mm. Um, I don't think I was old enough at the time, um, but uh, I think I got my sister's um, um, ID, yeah. I, I registered the business in my sister's name, um, my eBay business. And um, I would go on to uh, Gumtree mm-hmm. uh, in my local area, and I would find things that were free or really cheap, and I would flip them on on eBay, and make wow. a make a make a little profit. Um, and then I started to think, I can't, you know, this isn't sustainable. I'm not going to be able to make a lot of money through going on Gumtree and trying to find things. Um, I have to have some kind of real um, revenue mm-hmm. coming in. So I started to look online, went on Google and, and tried to find anything I could make a profit on. And I think the first thing I started selling was phone cases. I would get like a box of phone cases for like five, six pounds. Yeah. Um, and you, in, those, in, in there you'd get like 50 phone cases and I would sell them for a pound each. Um, so I was making a really nice return. Nice. Um, uh, and then I started focusing more so on, on the eBay um, and then it allowed me to kind of quit the side job that I was doing at the time. And I focused full time on, on eBay and I went on to Alibaba.com, yeah. which is for anyone who doesn't know, is like a Chinese um, wholesale site. And I was just buying loads of stuff, man. I was just buying like, <laughs> just anything, sort of anything that was cheap and, and weight. Because the thing is, what people don't realize is weight comes into it. Because the shipping costs, yeah, right? shipping costs. Yeah. yeah. So I was getting things like phone cases, um, playing cards. I was getting like t-shirts. Mm. Um, I was getting shorts. Anything I could sell just to keep the cost just low. To, as well. Just to keep yeah, keep the cost low uh, as light as possible, and, and obviously the the price um, as low as possible. And I was bringing them in, and I was yeah, I was selling them. And then what happened was about a year later. Um, I sold something on eBay which I wasn't supposed to sell right. and my eBay got shut down <laughs> and I had all this stock um, and I was like what do I do with all this stock yeah um, 
uh, I, and I spent, I think I just spent like three, four hundred pounds, which was everything at the time on stock. And I was like, I'll just have to go onto Amazon. And then I started selling on Amazon as well uh, about a year later. And wow. Amazon for me was was a game changer. It was just so much easier to sell things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was making more profit on, on Amazon than I, than I ever did on, on eBay. So, you know, you stepped into this world of, of sort of like amateur business in a way, yeah. being able to finally find a return on some things. Yeah. But what, what was the motivation behind it? What was the key thing? So... This is like a, a little dark secret of mine. Go on. And I don't want anyone to look online or to try and find it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like going to Google it right now. <laughs> um, uh, so when I finished um, school, um, I, before, before I actually um, went into sixth form, mm. I used to be a break dancer. So yeah, I'm like, I can Get move. I can quiet. move. I can yeah, move. You can move. I can move. <laughs> and then um, uh, when, I, when, I was, when I was choosing what I wanted to do for sixth form, uh, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was like a C, D grade student. And the only thing I really excelled in was dance. I, I got an A in my GCC for dance. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so how do I turn that into a career? Mm-hmm. And the next step um, was to either go into college and do something random or to or to, to follow the, the, the dancing dream. Um, and I never really got a chance to study acting, and, and I thought it was quite interesting, acting. Yeah. Um, they kind of go hand in hand together, don't they, really? Yeah, like kind of performance, being on stage, yeah. that kind of thing. And I was like, you know, I'll give it a go. Because at the time, um, it's changed now, but at the time, he was either a PE student or a PA student. Right. And I was a PE student because I used to play basketball as well. Okay. So I only could have one PA subject, and that was dance because of my breakdancing thing. Yeah. So I never got a chance to, like, taste the sweetness of acting. Yeah. And um, so I, I decided to do a BTEC performing arts course, which was um, music, um, acting, and um, dance. And I did that for two years. And when I came out of, of my course, it was either go to university, which I didn't have the money for, and I didn't want to get in debt and all that kind of thing. And I thought at the time as well that if I want to be an actor, I think experience is more important than going to university precisely yeah you know the tough thing of which we learned today in any industry is like the experience is so much more valuable i think yeah, that so I, obviously i in my in my in my youth i obviously knew something about something because i decided to go full steam ahead with the acting thing and mm-hmm. when i was acting i came across a dilemma because i could see that a lot of the things that were what were what were acceptable in industry wasn't acceptable in 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 my faith right and so i come to a crossroads and i remember my agent she she did a really good job and she got me an audition for this um show that was eventually was was going to change my life yeah and i had to turn down uh that opportunity and she was like you have to just reassess and see if this is really what you want to do because you know you can't be turning down opportunities like this and then that basically was the end of my acting career because at the same time, lucky enough that my um, eBay and Amazon was doing so well that I didn't really need to, I was more focused on the business side of things rather than the acting side of things. And also the um, Islamic side of things, um, kind of improving my spirituality in that way. So my day three is the start of October 2011. So your acting career has come to an end. Yep, sadly. Because of the decisions of of which you were faced with, which is, you know, it's it's fair, like at at that sort of age as well. I think that sometimes we're quite sort of, uh, we get faced with some hard decisions. Yeah. Fact. Yeah. Um, 
but it's all an experience it's all a journey and so then the start of October 2011 what happened? So the actual it, it starts a little bit before that but the the key point is is in October um, 2011 I kind of went full full throttle uh, into into Islam and I was praying I, I finally found out how to pray mm-hmm. um, I was I was practicing Islam in the right ways yeah and um, I had the opportunity to um, to go Hajj which was which is like an Islamic um, pilgrimage it's also one of the the pillars of Islam um, if you have enough money um, you can you can you should go to uh, and perform Hajj and the funny thing is that all the money I had at the time through saving through the Amazon and eBay business from 19 to 21 mm-hmm. was was all the money that I needed to go Hajj right? right so it was like do I do I keep the money that I have uh, and focus on the business mm-hmm. or do I just put it all into into Hajj and focus on the spirituality side of yeah. things and at the time it wasn't compulsion it wasn't it wasn't um um, a compulsion on me to do the Hajj because I didn't really have enough money to support myself when I come back. You're yeah. supposed to have enough money um, to when you come back and yeah, to yeah, your family, all these kind yeah. of things. So I, but um, but I was like, okay, this is this is a perfect time. The stars have aligned. I'm just going to go for it. So mm-hmm. I put the money down and and I basically uh, I performed uh, my Hajj. And you took the leap. Yeah. I took the leap. Um, when I came back, it was it was like going from zero to a hundred. Um, my spirituality, um, in, in Islam is called like Iman, um, had gone from, um, zero to a thousand. Um, yeah, and so like I, not knowing how to pray and just, you yeah. know, so, no, so before, and, before I went to Hajj, I knew how to pray. Yeah. I knew, I knew a few surahs, which is like, um, chapters of Quran, yeah. which you, which you have to know to pray. Right. So I, 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 I kind of, um, memorized these things and I knew how to pray I just was getting into the into the essence of it mm-hmm. and when I went to Hajj it's such a spiritual cleanse mm-hmm. and so pure that my mind had completely switched from business to this Islamic um, spirituality and this journey that I was on mm. and I couldn't and everything else that was um against uh that kind of core principle yeah. was I was against that. So so like business, I remember thinking to myself, I can't do women's clothing because um I'm gonna be seeing women with with without headscarf on. So wow. I can't get into the women's side of things. Yeah. I can't wow. sell anything to do. I can't I can't have any business partners that are women yeah. because I can't talk to them. I remember taking it to like an ex- a complete extreme. And so would you say I, that? Would you say that was a, like a positive or a negative? It, it's really, really difficult to assess it because at the time, I had extremely pure intentions. But the thing yeah. is, when I came back from Hajj, I was still uneducated. Yeah. So my education was um, reading things for myself and interpreting them, interpreting them myself. I didn't have like a spiritual guide. Yeah. I was kind of taking it all for myself and kind of thinking, okay, this is the right way you do it without mm-hmm, having mm-hmm. actually any. Um, anyone to kind of guide myself and guide my my mind. Um, So I went from... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Like, uh, from one month praying, doing, doing everything spiritually, everything right. Um, and then if you, if you go back like a month before that, I wasn't even praying. And mm-hmm. I came back from Hajj and I was saying, you need to pray. You need to pray. Um, you, you're not praying. You're not praying right. You're not praying right. You're not following Islam in the right way. Like outing people. I remember inviting all my friends who are, come from basically like atheist backgrounds. Yeah. And sitting them in my house and going and saying to them, look, guys, you're going to the hellfire. I'm not, <laughs> yeah, I'm, basically, I'm not going to see you no basically, more. Really. I'm not basically, <laughs> if you don't become Muslim right now, then we're not ever going to see each other oh again. And days. I remember just alienating them, and yeah. and just in my heart at the time, I was thinking this is the right way. But, but I that's guess just, in a way, you then needed to sort of be open-minded. Of course, no. you needed to sort of change your approach. I, I think there's a lot of experiences. You know, people, you know, whether they practice a, a different way of life, whether yeah. they practice religion or, or whatever it may be, they go through these experiences that very much depict or set them on a journey it may not be the end destination yeah. or wh- wh- which yeah. they're going to but it's definitely a, a, a turning point in which they need to get to so you know what was that turning point following from there so what it, so like like you just said it was um like before that i had no understanding of islam so i mm-hmm. went from not knowing not much about islam to experience islam in its in its pure form yeah and I was very easily influenced going up to someone and telling them that they have the wrong religion is completely against Islam you're not yeah. allowed to do that I remember I had a friend who come from the Sikh um, faith yeah very devout and um, I remember inviting him over to my house one on one and being like look you're following the wrong thing yeah like terrible like horrible like being like the, how can that be um uh, a good tenant of someone who yeah. is trying to unify people but yeah but obviously but I don't think back, you'd be the person you are today if, if those situations oh no, of course, hadn't of happened of course not like, they, like my friends even understand now like that it was um, it was just it was just uh, people who go through these kind of like even him and even my, some of my friends who are spiritual mm-hmm. they understand that sometimes you can you can go overboard sometimes yeah and you know my friends obviously I see them now everything's fine um, but it was just like for a brief brief period yeah um, yeah it was it was to one extreme yeah it wasn't balanced so this is my day four June 2015 the launch of MuscleFit Basics Incredible! So it's your baby. This is yeah, this is the like, reason this is, why this we're even this is sitting here thing. right now. Forget everything else you just listened yeah, well, to. This is, this is the, main, this is the main. This is the main point. Don't get me wrong. It's an it's an amazing, incredible journey. What you've been on, you know, from from times back there where um, your your parents, you, you know, like well, your mum did such an amazing job bringing you up, and you yeah. you know, you came from from nothing to then something. Uh, muscle fit basics. Was that always the goal to step into fashion? Was it always the sort of game plan behind closed doors? Look, listen, when it when it when it comes down to money, is and when it comes down to businesses, any business that can um, is gonna is gonna support 
you and is going to have a, a healthy profit yeah. is going to be the business that you lean towards. I've yeah. tried different things that I'm passionate about, yeah. um, but at the same time, uh, Master Fit Basics was always the one that was growing by itself that's, and yeah, having its own if identity. It, if it's providing, you know, you can go back to your acting times yeah. there, but yeah. you know, and you was doing free castings here, there, and everywhere, but. Muscle Fit Basics was making you a profit. It was making you Mus- Muscle Fit Basics. Like it was the bread I, and butter. Right? I started Muscle Fit Basics, and I think my first year I made like a hundred hundred sales. But I was so hyped about those hundred sales because I was like, "How are they finding me?" First and foremost, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Legit. Um, I'm not doing any marketing. Uh-uh. I'm not on Facebook marketing. I'm not on Google Ads. I'm not doing anything like that. Um, it must be from Amazon because I saw mm-hmm. the Amazon open, so people were. Googling, type, Googling, yeah, Am- yeah, yeah. Googling through Amazon through just direct. to see, you know, what, what, what this company is. And uh, it wasn't until 2016 that I started to do marketing on the side. So okay. I, would, I would contact people um, and see if they wanted to um, um, uh, push the product mm-hmm. um, and see if they wanted to review it and stuff like that. The first person I ever contacted was a guy called Tyler West. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've heard a lot about him. Yeah, he's, he's, all right, he's, he's he? a chill dude. He's all right. He's all right. He's all right. Um, so yeah, I contacted you. I contacted Tyler, and that's actually how we uh, how we are here today. Um, but yeah, I contacted him and was like, "Do you want to review some some t-shirts um, from this massive company?" When it was actually me in my bedroom mm-hmm. with a screen printer. Not that I knew um, that. You didn't Not know that. that. I knew no, that. you didn't. No, I thought we made it. The thing is, I at the time I, I focused so much on the back end, so I had a fancy little logo. The website looked clean. Yeah. Uh, the product was obviously good. It was very but, very professional. But yeah, so. But the thing is, it was me in my bedroom um, with a screen printer mm-hmm. um, and a heat press that went to about a thousand degrees in this little room um, with about 300, 400 t-shirts printing labels um, onto my shirts to make it look official yeah. and then and then shipping the product out. Um, yeah. and that Welcome was to the, Ahmed's Everyday Hustle. And that That's was the hustle. That was, that was the grind. And the thing is, if, if anyone wants to get into business and you haven't got financial support um, or you come from humble beginnings these are the kind of these are the kind of things you have to put yourself through yeah um, and one day um, I received an email from Antonio Centeno now any of you who don't know who Ant- Antonio Centeno is he is the founder of Real Men Real Style and Real Men Real Style has about 2 million subscribers on YouTube huge huge and he was like send me the product um, I just want to see if your claims are true best t-shirt fitting best yeah, fitting yeah, yeah. t-shirt um, ever created all these kind of things and so I, I printed some shirts <laughs> <laughs> so I went back to my yeah, bedroom <laughs> I went back to my bedroom I printed some shirts and I sent them to him and he was like these are the best shirts I've ever worn best t-shirts I've ever worn We're gonna, I'm gonna do something with this so yeah. we made a video and that video it broke my business in a good way like it snapped the the website couldn't handle the traffic, <laughs> right? And um, the sales were coming in, and I was like, "Whoa, this is like, this is like crazy." Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I went back to my bedroom, <laughs> and I started printing all these t-shirts, sent them out, and then, um, and uh, then I started messaging some other people, and they got involved. And at this point, this was 2016, going into 2017, and I was like, "It's time to." properly move this business into the right place because at this point I had two sheds and those sheds would store all my stock there's a warehouse my warehouse two sheds that I bought (laughs) were 50 pound each and um, I picked them up because I do the thing is as well in the early stages I was doing everything myself so the SEO 
um, the, the coding for the website, the um, the marketing, um, the running the business, the day-to-day things, customer services. Talk about handyman. You did everything. I had to. I had to. There was no other way. No one else was going to do it for mm. me, so I knew I had to do it. And um, so, yeah, I had, had stock um, all over my mum's house. Um, even today, if I go to my mum's house and open a kitchen cupboard, probably a shirt will fall <laughs> out or something will happen. Um, and... Um, and yeah so so that was that was the that was that period and then um 2017 i was like you know need to make this into a proper company i got the trademark um i've got some warehousing space um um i got a little office for myself which wasn't a lot of money at the time Mm -hmm. um and then uh yeah i I got the product fully um to the way I wanted it to be because even even when I sent you the first batch of shirts yeah. it was still early stages it was what I wanted essentially 90% of the product was complete yeah. but in terms of the branding in terms of the fit was a little bit off in terms of like the swing tags all that kind of stuff to yeah. make it what it is it wasn't really ready and I put all the money that I made through um, working with um, Antonio and um, people like yourself I put that straight back into the business and worked on the branding side of things. Um, updated the website because the website was, looked a little bit um, old and outdated. I was using a free theme from Shopify. Yeah. And then, so I updated the website um, and then um, started selling the product uh, through, obviously through Shopify. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so 2017, 2018, I think we made um, a six-figure um, turnover. That's so, incredible, man. That is so, so incredible. Like, the, the thing what, is as well, what, I started the business with 50 pounds. That was all I put into wow. the business for 50 quid because I bought the samples um, for 50 pounds um, through um, Alibaba or whatever it was at the yeah. time. Um, it wasn't what I wanted, but I, at the time it was 50 pounds. And mm-hmm. then I turned that 50 pounds into 150, 150 into like 300, 300 into 500, 500 into 1,000, 1,000 into whatever and then I kept growing it that way and I had no outgoing so because at the early, in the early stages because I was doing everything in house mm-hmm. everything was profit I wasn't making and, and the one, any the one incredible thing about your story is that the whole way through like from the get go even down to like the Pokemon card times there you stayed humble throughout and that has not faded once like in, no. throughout your whole story you know down to like now it's still like having the two shades and driving the car that you drive and the, the things like that you, you it's never once the got thi- distracted the thing is though with um, when I think when you come from humble beginnings you know that money is hard to get yeah it's not easy to get and being in a position where I can support my mum and make sure that she's financially stable that's mm-hmm. the blessing mm-hmm. anything else other than that is is just extra yeah um like i said i said um earlier to you i think off off um off of the podcast like i drive a kia rio 2004 yeah like it cost me 950 pounds yeah um it's never broke down on me it's it's the perfect car for me i could go out and buy a fancy flash thing Mm -hmm. but that's not going to yield me i I can't get any investment on that car no 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 so um I buy things that I need. I don't buy things that I want. Yeah. And that's how I've been able to manage the business in, in the way that I, I manage it. Day five, uh, five years in the future. Where do, you, where do you see yourself in five years time? very very difficult to gauge what's going to happen in five years 10 years 15 years even in one year but from from my perspective in five years time i'd like to think that 
I've I've bought my mum a house. That's one thing I, w- I would love to yeah. be able to do is buy my mum a house. Um, I would love to be for MuscleFit Basics to be known globally as as the best fitting T-shirt. A plain t-shirt that you can buy mm-hmm. um, that's that's kind of my my aim my aim is is to get the t-shirts um known worldwide um and in five years time i think that's achievable mm-hmm. um i put no outside investment into the business mm-hmm. it's completely um, self-run self-run um so if i can get some people who who know the business who yeah. are involved in the business then that would that would help dramatically but five years man like think about how much time. has changed like in, in, in the grand scheme of things um, I think on a, on a personal note I'd like to think of myself as being fitter um, like you Tyler oh, maybe, maybe, I'm maybe, the worst join, maybe join one of your TNT <laughs> programs oh, this is like, yeah. I'm the worst example um, I eat digestives every night before bed I'm not, I can't do it <laughs> maybe it fits into your diet bro it fits <laughs> into your macros oh, yeah 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 you know yeah. I mean? that's you, it you know, that's can, it yeah I'm definitely consume. counting calories for those yeah. Um, so yeah I think on a personal note that and also seeing um, uh, trying to help out uh, with young entrepreneurs because it's, it's hard when you're when mm. you're when you're starting out you have no idea there's no manual to yeah. be successful in 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 business like yeah. there's no manual to be successful in acting no it's just one of those things you have to just it's trial just and error go. right yeah. yeah you just gotta go take experiences and it's interesting that you talk about like uh, young entrepreneurs or, or or just people that are looking to go into an industry similar to yours um especially people listening in right now it, you know to achieve what you've done can you give them like three simple tips if it had to be on, on what you would tell either your younger self or what you would tell them in terms of moving forward no matter what industry they're going into I think I think the first thing is don't start tomorrow start today just get started mm-hmm. but don't worry about um, how much money you have in the bank or what what the idea is mm-hmm. um, just try and get started um, as soon as possible um, and if you're selling things at the moment and it's yielding a profit mm-hmm. just stick to that one thing mm-hmm. like with, with the business the, uh, my business has been um uh, completely um, focused on the t-shirts. Yeah, I have side. We have we've sold sweaters in the past. We've sold joggers and hoodies and things like that. But our bread and butter is the t-shirts. Yeah, and I think if you find one product that is selling more than others, put all your money and all your all your finances into that one product that's making you the most money. Yeah, and because the, the way you see it is, if a thousand people have bought that product. You know, there's 16 million people in the UK who could who could potentially buy that product. Yeah. And if you've if you've sold say 10,000, that's great. But try and hit a million. Yeah. Try and hit two million. Try and hit five. Try and hit global. Mm-hmm. Um, because if people are loving the product, then more most likely than not, other people will as well. So I'd say just get started as soon as as soon as you yeah. can. And your third and final one. So my third tip would be to try and get like-minded people around you who run a business who have more knowledge than you, mentors, people who can help you scale your business um i think asking for help is it's not you know it's not it's not charity yeah you you need to you need to learn things and people are most willing to to help you if you're hungry and they can see that you want to succeed in business um branching out and asking people for help and giving help in return is is a beautiful thing that's how you're going to grow and that's how they're going to grow as 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 people And, and in business is very very important to have the right mentors and the right people around you Ahmed, thank you so much, my bro. Thank you for coming down. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and your everyday hustle. 
I've been Tyler West. Don't forget to let us know what you think and share your everyday hustles over on our social medias. Uh, you can find us at Everyday Hustle Show on Instagram and the ED Hustle Show on Twitter. Please leave us a review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this show. This has been the Everyday Hustle, a Studio 71 production. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.